that's a huge thing I have told um regardless of any type of relationship like what is actually a, a good friend um and ironically the reason why that kind of actually kind of blindsided me a little bit because no one has ever apologized and said that to me so in other words people that there's plenty of people that weren't incarcerated that could, could clearly could have called me up and done that that is never and Dave, that's part where Dave, Dave's a witness at. Usually when people stiff me or whatever, I have that hard conversation. They're either too immature or too prideful to simply say, dude, I was just not a good friend. Mm-hmm. And so to hear her say that was, okay, this is, I said from this moment on, this is a reset. And I said, you lie to me one more time, it's over. I We will not have any more communication. If we're not, if like, this is how it's going to be. And I want the same thing. And I give you the opportunity to agree with that. You have mm-hmm. the, op- you can go ahead and lie and continue to manipulate whatever. And I said, um, we will either do this right or not do this at all. And the other part that also needs to be connected is we did have the option either to bail her out or to use our funds for, mm-hmm. for a mm-hmm. lawyer. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, uh, clearly bailing you out does not help. So it was actually my quote unquote executive decision to say, yeah, sit your butt in jail and really let God get a hold of you and let, and then that's honestly when I felt like I would see who you really are. Cause you could have just been bitter. Well, this dude is going to let me sit in here, whatever. Why doesn't he let me out? Like everybody else let me out. And I was like, well, I really believe when you actually are confronted with the consequences, that's when your character, your true character comes out when you have to literally face the consequences. And I was I was trying to, um, again, walk that balance of compassion and correction, but you knowing that and still choosing to call me every day because when I talked about, now we're not just going to talk about d- deliverance, but now we're going to talk about legitimate biblical repentance mm-hmm. and walk that out. And I do have to do this disclaimer because I don't do this with women. And if she wasn't in jail, this wouldn't have been that this would have looked completely different, but it's like, you know, she may or may not call me from jail. I'm not going to deny a phone call from jail. And when we do talk though, it'll just be the word. So, mm-hmm. you know, again, there was no, uh, relationship, uh, yeah, yeah. going on. So I was like, okay, this is literally basically a prison ministry as far as from this, you know, or mm-hmm. a, a jail ministry from this point on. And that's how I was honestly looking at it. Yeah, that's kind of how I looked at it too. And I remember when you said, we're not bailing you out. And, you know, I don't think I, I mean, yes, it was not, I wanted to get out of jail, but it was like, okay, like, okay. Like I, I, there was something in that, that I was like, I, you know, that was what was weird is because I had grown and started noticing that I really respected jason his leadership and his boundaries right and i was like okay like okay i'll sit in here like you're probably right you probably know better than i do because i was i'm not making good decisions right now you know so um you know that just left me like hungry just for truth for the word for understanding god and having a relationship with him and like a genuine one right and um and to your credit, that is why you're running away because you didn't want to be in jail. 
Yeah, and I was so, terrified of jail, so, like horribly terrified, like most people, but very terrified. And that's why I wanted to see, okay, if she's really serious about this, I know how fearful she is and doesn't want to be in jail. If she's serious about this, she'll take her consequence and, and we'll see what she does. And that's what I mean to her credit, because she did, you know. Well, that was really of God, too, because, you know, what we learn is with these consequences and going through this life thing, we do, it does affect other people. And because I know I was lamenting and I was angry. Jason, you know, that was anger. I'm like, God, what is going on? Okay, just get her out. Give her one more shot. Mm. And didn't see the providence and the wisdom of God at that particular time. But it wasn't like he just, okay, she's going to get it in jail. He was lamenting over too. He's like, mm. I want to make sure that, you know, yeah, I'm hearing from yeah. God on this thing. We've had those discussions. Yeah. And then, but I, my stuff was dried up. I remember thinking, I'll just write a check. I'll figure out. I got some. And I remember <laughs> everything was dried up. I mean, oh, seriously, gosh. financially, I was like, but I can't write a check. Oh, get, my gosh. I, I can't get the money. You know, I was really lamenting over that. But God was like, no, you're not going to jump in there and mm. do this, you know, mm. which was really, looking back on it, that was, that was a blessing. Mm. Yeah. So we moved through that. There's some things that you may want to discuss through that, securing lawyers, et cetera, the stuff that goes through, we find yes. out. Yes. Well, that was the other thing. So at this time, not only am I talking to her lawyer, but I'm also talking to her father. Mm. And there's a mm. it's okay yeah. estrangement. I mean, she yeah. hadn't seen her parents in like two years. Yeah. Um, and so, but I am having conversations with her her father, and um, when I talk about, I'm trying to be respectful to the privacy of the phone calls that um, me and her father have had. Um, but I don't think he'd be upset with me, um, disclosing the other reason why I had to follow through with the discipleship process over the phone, i.e. prison ministry. Um, so God is showing me his heart for those who are oppressed, those who are in bondage, also the prison ministry and why, like what's really going on when someone's in that cycle of probation or something like, okay. And then where things changed for me as just a minister of the gospel appear, it was when it was just about the father's heart. Mm. And, uh, what Abby does not know is during that time, um, I don't know if it was the third or fourth phone call, your father knew about the situation of the dude that you had called to pick you up because he had saw it on Facebook and he breaks down and he's like, I don't even know who that guy is. I don't know. I, well, I just want my daughter to be okay. And that totally mm -hmm. tore me up because I saw the father's, your father's heart, but I saw the father, father's heart for his daughter. Mm. And then I remembered the first time we had talked, October 24th, you told me your name was Abby. And I said, and then you were talking about, I've just started talking to my father. I said, Avi means my father. Abby mm. means my father. And I started prophesying to you about God wanting to restore the relationship with you and your father. Wow. And at the time when I'm hearing your father and his heart for you and just regardless of whatever issues need to be resolved. But I knew that I knew that I'm going to do whatever I can to be 
an advocate, not for you because you're the victim and you need all this help. But if I had a, my the closest thing to my heart or my goddaughters when it comes to the closest thing I have my daughters. And if anything like this was happening to them, I would want any someone that could help to do whatever they could do. And I knew for a fact that I was not going to let him down. I knew for a fact if ever I had an opportunity to look him face to face that I'd be able to look at him and say, I did everything I could to help your daughter. Mm-hmm. So as that transpired, I'm talking to the father, I'm talking to the lawyer. And so the lawyer was saying, well, you know, we are trying to get her out of prison, but she kind of, you know, he had some colorful language, basically <laughs> messed things up. Okay. Yeah. And, um, and he was, and he was saying, however, you know, we're trying to get a strategy to keep her, if the goal is to keep her out of prison, because she's looking at like, I don't know, 60 months, mm-hmm. five years whatever, uh, with all the accumulation stuff, the goal is to keep her out of prison. Jason, maybe you could testify on her behalf. And I was like, yeah, I'm not. I'm not doing that because I there's testify what I don't, she has, there's nothing to justify me getting up there. Either I'll be perjuring myself, but I don't know. So that's when Abby and I made a deal. Okay. Uh, we're going to, cause her court date was going to be three or four months later. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, well, that's plenty of time. If you want to go through uh discipleship, if you want to go through the renewing your mind process, really walking through repentance. And uh, I said, then let's, let's, we'll do a, you know, over the phone Bible study, I said, well, really be honest. You're going to be transparent, accountable, whatever we need to talk about. We're going to get it out. We're going to mm-hmm. dress it, whatever secrets need to be, and the whole deal. And I said, if by the time we get through that and by the court date, if you've done that and walked through that, then I will agree to testify on, on your, on your behalf. And after three, four months, we've now we've maintained the weight. We've, clean things out. And the next thing you know, Abby becomes the woman that's leading Bible studies in prison. Mm-hmm. She's become the one that's, you know, asked me how to baptize women. She's become the woman where other inmates as well as prison guards that have seen and known her in or out. They're like, wow, this girl is really clearly something happened. Clearly something is different about her. And so she called me every single day. It wasn't John eleven thirty five. Jesus wept. And then we'll talk about, uh, you know, our favorite movies. It was, from it was deep, like Yom Kippur, repentance, Genesis to Revelation Bible studies, and it was the it was very, uh, not just listen to me expound all this wisdom, but that was the other thing that comes on earth. Abby does have roots biblically. Abby does. It was just about connecting certain dots, and her passion for the word. It wasn't, and that's what I want to. If I can defend her in any way, it wasn't one day Abby was just a horrible mess. She didn't know anything. Then Jason came around and then all of a sudden Abby became better because Jason was so great like that. No, it was it was I know people use the term diamond in the rough, but there was always a substance to Abby. And that's why when she'd make certain decisions, I'd be hard on her because I knew she was smarter than that. That's why when she do certain things, I knew it wasn't about her ability. It was about her application. And those things came out in the Bible studies like, yeah, she, she does have a grounding in the word she does. And people have let her maybe get away with certain things, but it was very evident to me that, yeah, this is another confirmation about your calling and your role to now be used to set other people free. I can confirm that because, um, I'm speaking with Abby at the same time too. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to her. I mean, when I got to go see her a couple of times when she was up there and I remember when I saw her, I was like, you look the healthiest I've ever seen you. 
And she, she told me I only have a couple of sets of clothes and nothing else. Mm-hmm. You could just see it in her face. You were like, mm-hmm. but what I would do was I've always kind of looked at it besides, obviously they're getting married, but besides that, I've always looked at it before the foundation of the world. I'm going to tell her this. God has some plan for you both. We do that. And once he do too, with relationships has been well, Jesus, but we have a prayer that says, bless and sanctify the relationship. When you sanctify something that's setting it apart unto God, mm-hmm. he has something set apart for both of you. Jason knows his calling. I get that. I've been around this guy a long time. But it's always been like, I don't give a rip about the dude. I knew that dude or whatever. But it's like, what does God have for you? So when I'm speaking to her, I'm listening in between. I know she's getting some of the word. I know. But it's like when you did mess up or when you did say, hey, man, I hadn't been a good friend to you or the why. I was listening to the whys. I was listening to go, you know what? I blew that. And here's why. As opposed to an excuse or mm-hmm. somebody else's fault. Doubling down or, or just. But it's yeah. like, wait a minute. I, I remember listening in between the lines and going, man. The maturity that I heard coming out on, she didn't know it. She was just kind of processing it. You were going through the process in your mind with Dave, look, I blew this. Or here's a situation that, yeah, I really messed up on that. And here's a, here's the root of it. And I was like, wait a minute. You know, that kind of stuff was really, and I started, those started adding up with me. Mm-hmm. Well, it was crazy yeah. because like once you stop lying, accountability is good, right? right? Like once you stop jacking around, like it's, accountability is good stuff, right? And processing that stuff is good stuff. So mm-hmm. it wasn't. That wasn't a hard thing. And I wanted to go back to kind of what you said of, um, you know, when you said, I'm not going to testify unless you, um, until I know for a fact that you're founded and rooted, right? And, um, you know. Legit. Yeah, but it was crazy because literally, um, because at that point, you know, that was a little ways in. We talked on the phone like every day, every other day, just processing through like Bible study and stuff. And, you know, I was doing, you basically, that's all you have to do in there is read the Bible unless you want to read like some weird, horrible book. Um, so, you know, I, I was digging in hardcore and, um, you know, that, it was, it was weird because I, regardless of whether you would have testified or not, like I wanted to do that discipleship with you, which was, you know. I was like, yeah, that was gonna, I was like going to ask you eventually, you know. So I'm like, that's kind of what we're doing. You know? so There's something was, you may want to know too, and you know, I'll just say it. But you know, people pray, and mm-hmm. we have uh, agreement in prayer. We've agreed. Other people agreed. The ones who know this matter, but it was always, and we can move forward. To like when you guys were ready into, you know, what happened in terms of the court date. We think she's going to get out, but it's extended, and mm-hmm. the frustration yeah. behind that. But he was constantly. And it says that what Jason was conveying, what the Lord was saying is like, she's not getting out until her time. Yeah. If it wasn't one hour more, one hour less. Because there were times I thought, oh man, it's about to go down. Yeah. Yeah, she's going to get out. And I was frustrated. It was it was, yeah. it was, it was rough for me. Was well, specifically, yeah. I, I told her, I'm praying and God is telling me he's not letting you out until he is done with you. Mm-hmm. And that's where I, and that's kind of where I'm saying, I'm always walking this balance of trying to get out of the way and let God do it, whatever mm-hmm. he's supposed to do. But that's why it was supposed to be. It was like there's like three continuances. One time the 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 feed didn't even work. At yeah, the, the, at the, and the it was like feed. okay. And I'm like, like I said, he's not gonna let you out until he's you know until he's done with with you. So now we're like four four months in. Well, and yeah, initially, I was like the OG of the jail at that point. Like I had been there basically the longest. The other woman, you know, was like. Yeah. But are we at the point now? Because initially, you're supposed to be in there longer than what you were in there, 
right? That initially, you could have been in jail like five years. Four, when yeah, you, well, so that's the weighing the, That's the transition so for prison. prison. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Okay, yeah, yeah. Jail and prison, that's and that's right. a very important distinction. Yeah. Because <laughs> we were still, the reason why the lawyer wanted us to testify is because if I testify on her behalf, and then that's where I'm also making the alliance with uh, Denise and Brendan Hart. So the full um, plan was going to be uh, get this psychological evaluation, which confirmed she was not a psychopath and also confirmed that there had been healing, but also confirmed that she was trauma. scored low on the recidivism yeah. and, and, the and, and the, sorry, and proved the trauma because that was always the thing in the court. The prosecutor was like, we have no proof that she was in traffic. And yeah. Like, that was, a, yeah. that was a huge piece. Yeah. There's, so there's speculation mm-hmm. on whether or not she actually was, had trauma. So he confirmed all that. And it was, and it was a lawyer that, or it was a, uh, psychiatrist. psychiatrist that, uh, the the court system knew and already trusted. It wasn't he like, worked with past sex offenders. Yes, actually, yes. Yeah. So it wasn't like it, he's one of our boys. That, so it was like a basically an objective mm-hmm. person that mm-hmm. would say, "No, she's lying. There's no trauma, and she's she gets out on Tuesday. She'll be on the road on you know Wednesday." Like mm-hmm. he confirmed all that. Scored low in recidivism, and it was like so that was that important. The um, uh, other thing was. We were going to hook her up with the rented heart program. So Denise was on board. And so we had this thing unlocked. Cause, cause another thing that I've always tried to do is like, I try to hook up women with women, honestly. And also this just made sense with the anti-sex trafficking thing is like, there could be some type of internship, discipleship, let's go. Mm-hmm. So it was to us, it was like, this is going to be an easy one. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else you want to say before I, okay. So fast forward to th- Three, four times there's continuances, stuff isn't working. So we get to November, uh, November 10th, and we finally have the trial because even though she is in jail, but we're still waiting on her being sentenced, which she was looking at five years, or there was like a two and a half year years plea deal. because of that. Do you want to talk about what that, why that got taken off the table? Because I messed up at the center, tried to yeah. ran away. I just yeah. walked out the door. Yeah. In that deal, that was if there was no. No alcohol, so they found out there was alcohol involved, so they just completely ripped that deal. So that's why the lawyer is not happy with Abby. The, with this Abby, <laughs> the situation is like like literally everything that I basically gave you on a silver platter has been taken from us. So that's why we're trying to okay. She's been in there for four or five months. Clearly, she's kept the weight on. She's in her right mind. We've got this uh, a psychiatrist confirmed backing her up. You got the um uh, the niece. She's testifying. You got me. It's like it's like okay, we're like this is going to be a smooth transition. It's a two-hour-long court date, and it was a two-hour, <laughs> two hours because the deliberation was going back and forth. The prosecution was coming at her, and I was, and I was. So when it was my turn, I said, "Listen, if I, I get it, prosecuting, I that's what you're doing your job. Like that's mm-hmm. why. Like this chick has had a whole bunch of chances, but I'm here to say, um, I don't." believe that uh we um we don't reward uh bad behavior but we also don't punish good behavior like what i didn't want is we're going to charge her on the old abby that she used to be but we're not respecting who she is now mm-hmm. and the other part about that trial that i also remember was you know when the judge was asking me uh specific questions um I was I, I was really trying to highlight that um, 
the other thing went like when we talk about knocking off the dudes, by this time she had given me the keys to her call. We had a three-way call with that dude. I have all of her possessions. I have her phone. I have her, you know, I'm getting her passcodes. I've got like, Mm -hmm. she's get like this total accountability and transparency. So I'm able to hold up. Here's a purse, here are keys. Because the other issue that they were having was all the people she's associated with, all the Mm -hmm. enablers. So I'm Mm -hmm. also saying she's done with that. Like I have every uh, evidence that, that this girl is turning a new leaf, you know, or turning, truly walking away from all that other garbage. Mm -hmm. And so we just knew that. One or another, she was getting out. Yeah. And then, so, well, um, there's a couple things I want to just, like, highlight. Is the, um, because of COVID happening while in the jail, the lockdown and quarantine protocol was you were locked down um, 26 hours at a time. There's not 26 hours a day. I know there's 24, but it was 26 Mm -hmm. and then two hours out. So, you know, basically, I did have the accountability of, you know, not like I was trying to call other people, but if it was ever a question, I'm like, no, I was on the phone with Jason and Dave the entire time. You know, mm-hmm. it was never a, and it wasn't like a, I mean, we'd have like, we'd laugh or have fun, lighthearted conversations, but it was never like a mushy, gushy thing at all. Uh-huh. It was just it was very, work. it was a lot. And, um, you know, so basically we get down to the sentencing after it's been continued and then two hours in, you know, I'm just like, oh my God you know um so then this is my life you know this could be five years and um the judge he goes and this is the same judge that had said to jason in court not when uh, probably like 2019 like one or no 2020 and he you know was dismissing the case basically saying Whatever he said, well, render unto Caesar what is yeah. Caesar, because uh, yeah, you know, because yeah. Scott, that that the, excuse me, sorry, Scott, the lawyer was saying, <laughs> uh, well, the pastor's here, so the judge, like, I don't care about that, like, mm. whatever, like, you know, well, render unto Caesar what is Caesar's, and, and so at that moment, I was like, now, God, you, this is about your name, like, mm. now it's about vindicating your name, using the when the scriptures talk about God does things for his mercy's sake but also for his name's sake. Mm-hmm. So now this is about the testimony. This life this woman's life is either going to be used to glorify your name and I really want that judge to see you change her life. And that mm-hmm. was really important mm-hmm. uh for what I believe she's about to say that the judge did acknowledge. Yeah. So he goes um you know he literally says um the system has failed you. And he said it a couple times. Yeah, he said it twice. And there, yeah. and I was like, yeah. You know, I was like, yes, it has. You know, and so um, then he goes, you know, we, um, he basically just says, I'm giving you time served. And I'm just bawling. I'm just crying. Because I, I thought I was getting, you know, time served, which I did, right? So I was, oh my gosh, you know, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm crying. And then, I guess that was a comma and not a period. And he goes, and I'm sentencing you on your last case to 13 months in prison. And I'm like, then I really start bawling. I'm like, what? You know, it just, it was, it was a complete, you know, that wasn't the prayers. Those were not the, it, I knew that was the will of God, right? Cause that was what we were praying for, but that was not, you know, we were praying hoping for probation um Mm. so that was kind of one of my learning curves of 
not only you can't always get what you want, but then um, you get what you need. And really just what God's will is and how he's a good God through all of it. And um, even when it doesn't feel like it. And so, you know, I did the same thing. I, I don't remember really being, you know, I, I had some why God moments, but I wasn't like upset or mad at God. I knew I deserved that and then some, right? So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a, um, you didn't magic, magic genie me out of jail or anything, but because I, you know, I understood that. But, um, you know, that was, that was a big bullet to bite right there of 13 months in Topeka. And basically the five months that while I was in jail awaiting sentencing did not count towards any of that time. And Jason and I were fighting for it, man. And we were really going at it, trying to get that time to count just to see, you know, maybe God's plan was A or B or C. And God's just like, Mm -hmm. no, I'm going to do this my way, not your way. Not whatever you think, but my way, and I will redeem this. You know, you can't rely on other people or man or anything like that. And that's a really timely word while trying to plan a wedding, right? So, um, the, um, yeah, so we get, you know, the judge also said, so mm -hmm. yes, the system had failed because he acknowledges that this, this probation thing. And the whole system, he wasn't impressed with the center. <laughs> he wasn't impressed with other the programs that they had. So he knew that this was not helping her. But then he told her, go help the woman, the, those women in prison. Mm-hmm. Like, And then I was like, uh, I mean, can't I like, do that from outside? Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. I was like, why do I have to go to yeah. prison to help prisoners? Like, why yeah. are you? No, I wasn't getting it. And But he said that. He did say that. And that was the confirmation that he's acknowledging that there has been a change mm-hmm. and that she's now not the victim anymore. She's the one that's actually. So he's acknowledging that there has been a change. And he did do her a favor by pulling her out of the probation. Because he said, I'm sending you here. He goes, there's class you take. But he says, when this is over, you're out of the system. Just mm-hmm. get it yeah, over with. Great. Yeah. So he was a, the fairest that that was basically because 13 months was my understanding the lowest he could yeah, have sentenced. It was a downward. Departure, so he could have yeah. been f- five years, could have been two and a half years, could have been 18 months, but it's like that was the lowest. Mm-hmm. He's like, look, I'm doing this so that you completely get out of the system. The system has failed you, and he's like, there's classes in there you take, but at the end of the day, go help those women. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I was like, I needed to hear that because I just wanted God's name vindicated that you know it wasn't the system that got Abby you know, in her right mind, so to speak. So we go through that process. I don't know how much you want to touch base on the details of, you know, what was happening in prison and system. We know, and this is a view, Bible studies, teaching, mm-hmm. doing all that you could, getting... Uh, Pilates, art Pilates, therapy. Pilates, she was yeah. teaching yeah. art therapy classes. Uh, but still getting the good one on, the good, well, the good Bible study. As much as we could, you as know. As much as you could. But what I'm saying is, um, for time's sake too, what, um, just... There was a transition, obviously, yeah. that happened. Yeah, 